Hello everyone, this is Abdulaziz Yusuf Janov from Fort Collins, Colorado, hosting another episode of the, digi- the Digital Arts Nerds series, hosted by yours truly, Abdulaziz Yusuf Janov in Fort Collins, Colorado, and directed, uh, well, not really directed, more more sponsored, might be the right word, uh, by Vince uh, from V Media in San Francisco, California. Today we're talking about another play that we saw. This one is called The Best Brothers. Um, he bought me, Vince bought uh, me and my best friend, Braden Patrick, who sadly, very sadly, could not join us today because he's busy doing extracurricular activities. He's over at school right now playing in a band for a basketball game and I'm over here recording this podcast so um I want to first paint a picture of the night this is a podcast you cannot see anything so I want I'm, I will try my best to paint a picture of uh, what the night looked like, what the theater looked like. So it was. Uh, it starts at 7:30, right? It's dark. We come in. Um, it's a longer drive than I had thought because we thought it was at a different theater and last minute that it decided to check the the address on the ticket. And it's a little bit of a longer drive than we had anticipated. But luckily we left early, um, and we made it there with 15-20 minutes of spare. It's a, the lobby. It's like a small room. Um, we're just hanging out, um, looking at the posters of other plays and they had some cool photographs, um, hung up on the walls and Brayden and I are photographers. Uh, so we liked that. And then the play began, we went inside. Um, and I, I was going to talk about the set, but that's coming on later. Now let's, uh, just begin with the, the review of the play, The Best Brothers. This is held in Bass Blue Theater, and that Bass Blue is spelled with a B-L-E-U um, in Fort Collins, Colorado, and they opened the 2020 year with a one-act play about this family and faith, The Best Brothers. This this play is written by Daniel McIver. Um, it is his uh, debut into this is he's written many plays, but this is his debut into comedy uh, Into writing a comedy basically um, and it is directed uh, by Lynn Bogner. I don't know if I said it, Boner uh, Bogner um, I, I don't know uh, So this show was a black comedy uh, says Vince because I asked him I was trying to look at I was trying to find this word for for what it was and he told me that this type of show is called a black comedy where it's a comedy the audience is supposed to laugh but it's the what's going on isn't really funny it's an unfortunate situation that is presented in a comedic manner so so basically bad stuff is happening and the audience including me and Brayden are laughing at it so that's uh, what a black comedy is. It's a new uh, word in my vocab. Um, so this play is uh, performed by two characters. Uh, not two characters, two actors. But there's about three, yeah. There's three, four characters in the play that they portray. Um, so Jeffrey Bigger 
is the actor, and he plays Hamilton Best, the straight uh, brother, and Kevin Crow plays Kyle Best, who is the gay brother. Um, and basically, the premise of the story is that they have a mom uh, who is nicknamed Bunny, and she goes to a gay pride uh, march. And there's this drag queen that uh, accidentally, or they say it's an accident, um, uh, pushes over some speakers right on top of Mama Bunny. Uh, that's that's her nickname. Uh, and she dies. She dies. The two brothers handle the news uh, very differently. The two brothers work, uh, they both work in a real estate housing uh, industry. Kyle, the gay brother, he sells buildings. He's a real estate agent. And Hamilton, uh, Hamilton Best, he designs and I think he just, yeah, he designs buildings. So similar, but not the same. And the place starts off in a very creative fashion. Uh, the, two, the set is, is divided into two, the two houses that one of them is trying to sell and one of them is trying to sell to a client. Um, and they both get a phone call at the same time. It's a, it's a cool idea. They pick up the phone. They handle the news very differently. Um, Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle handles it in a much more analytical and a robotic manner where, uh, Hamilton, I keep forgetting the two names. Hamilton, Hamilton Best, he handles it in a very personal manner. He tells his clients that he's showing his designs to. He says, hold on, there's been an accident, I have to go. Whereas Kyle, he says, oh, there's been an accident. It happens sometimes. Let's get this deal over with. And then he just, it, he doesn't seem very interested in the death of his mother. So what they do, Kyle or that that's their uh, play name uh, Kevin Crow and Jeffrey Bigger the two actors they portray the third character their mom in a very creative fashion so what they do they dress up in this brown hat with a pearl inside and they wear white gloves and they tell the story of their mother from their own perspectives basically so the the stage goes dark and uh, Kevin Crow uh, or Jeffrey Bigger um, he, 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 they basically take turns and Jeffrey, he goes first, uh, Hamilton, they go, he goes first. So he puts on the white gloves, he puts on the hat with the pearl, um, and he has these like big round glasses. And so he starts the story of his mother and his mother, um, as we find out gradually throughout the play is not a very good person she's not a very fair mother we find out that she likes kyle a lot more than hamilton and hamilton was jealous all along um she's a lot more strict on hamilton i'm guessing hamilton is the older brother i'm not sure i'm not too sure but so they portray their mother they switch characters um, then the uh, a real time events go on with the with the funeral which i will uh slowly uh, get into discussing and then Kyle takes a turns and continues the mother's story and then goes back to real time and back and forth and back and forth about four or five times until we get a clear picture of the personality of the mother her nickname is bunny I have mentioned that <laughs> um, 
and since they do this in such a creative fashion, it goes on um, in my review to say what I said was their acting was just so amazing and phenomenal. They had us believe. Now, I haven't been to too many plays, but from what I've seen so far, their acting was uh, the best out of um, the plays that I've seen. Uh, they had us feeling the emotions that they wanted us to feel. Kyle Best, uh, Kevin Crow. Let me double check my notes. Kevin Crow, who plays Kyle Best, is I think the better actor. He's the gay guy. He uh, he has he actually has a bachelor's in acting. He studied theater for all of, all of his life, pretty much, and he also teaches theater theory in uh, two colleges in Colorado. Um, Jeffrey Bigger is also very good, but I still think that Kyle, Kyle outshines Jeffrey by a small, a small notch. Uh, now let's talk about the dog. There's a dog who's responsible for a lot of things, as you will later find out in probably the second portion of, of the play. This dog is... Okay, I think I need more background on the mother. So the mother, she she basically has nobody to love. And then she's all depressed and whatever. And she's sad. And, and then she gets this idea of buying a dog. She's, she jumps immediately to research. And that's a quote from the film or the play that she jumps into research, and she says, and and they and uh, they say that she's researching all night, and the next day she goes to a rescue shelter, I think, and they, and eventually after many many dogs that she looks at, she finds the one. Uh, this dog is actually on the cover of the little uh, play booklet that they give you. Um, it's a brown dog with like white stripes and it has like a white smile on her face. So the deal with this dog is since the mother died, somebody has to take care of it. Um, Kyle basically lies and says his apartment doesn't allow any pets. And so uh, the other guy, shoot, I keep forgetting the names. Um, Kevin, uh, Jeffrey Bigger playing Hamilton Best is the one that is taking care of this dog. And this dog completely thrashes his kitchen and his wife is not happy about it she divorces him he's very upset um and so eventually kyle ends up uh taking the dog um but even before that let's talk about the funeral itself the funeral what happened at the funeral speaks a lot about the two characters um crow playing kyle best he uses this tragic opportunity to ad to advertise his business and he's asking uh, Hamilton if he can pass out some of his business cards in, in a funny manner which makes the audience laugh uh, he he obviously says no you can't do that this is our mother's funeral um, and he doesn't but then uh, Hamilton is saying that he wants to speak and uh, 
uh, Kyle originally doesn't want to speak, but then at the end of their conversation, Kyle asks uh, Hamilton, hey, yo, could I say a few lines? Um, obviously, that's not his dialect, but I'm, this, that's just what I'm making up. He says, can I speak a few lines at the beginning? And, and Hamilton says, yeah, sure, I don't see why not. And then Kyle says, pauses for a little bit. He says, can I also say something at the end? Um, and then Hamilton says, okay, I don't see a problem with that. He's getting a little annoyed. And then Kyle speaks this huge monologue. And then Hamilton is annoyed. Hamilton eventually cuts him in and then he starts his own, he starts his own speech, which is a lot better, betterly, it's a lot more appropriate for the situation than what Kyle was saying. I think what makes this play uh, sort of stand out is just how good the set was. I, out of the plays that I've seen, which not too many, but this has been my favorite set. If I can describe to you in words what it's like, it's it's this room basically with like a window looking out onto the Toronto skyline. Toronto is where the story takes place. And this room, quote unquote, room is split into two. One side is Kyle's, one side uh, one side is Kyle's apartment, and the other side is Hamilton's apartment. And it's sort of like the wallpaper and the props match their own personality. Um, there's different furniture, not too many furniture, it's just a chair and a chair side um, table that you can put a drink or flowers on or whatever. And they really match his personality. It's very simple. It gets the point across. They can move uh, to the right half or the left half um, to, to, to say which, whose character's houses that the story is taking place in right now or at that current moment. Now let's sort of talk about well, what I didn't like about this play, and that is just the overall story. I think the story really lacked. I, uh, as I was writing my review, I read some, Vince sent me some of other people's reviews, and they all basically said the same thing. The story didn't really have a message that you took home. When it ended, when the play ended, I was just like sort of almost, almost zoning out because the story just got boring near the end, and then it just ended. And I was like, what just happened, you know? Uh, it ended with them at a park. They're like sort of friends again, the two brothers. Um, they overcame this long dispute between them. Um, and then it's just that. What what do you go home with? I think when somebody writes a play that, or a story or a movie or a film or a video, whatever, that the audience needs something that they can take home with. Otherwise whatever the story the movie i don't think it's going to be be uh memorable it really needs to be memorable for the audience to be able to like it if i can't tell you if i can't tell you what the story was about in two three years i don't think it would have been a good play now the first play that i saw i can tell you what it was about because it was amazing the second play that i saw i can tell you what it's about because it was amazing the third one not so much it was a little boring um it was sort of more documentary style and then this one it's it's not documentary style there's a lot of parts that i enjoyed about it it made me laugh a few times but it didn't have an overall theme there was no message that or a lesson that the audience could learn from this other than something that may be a little far far stretched uh something like oh you overcome obstacles and learn from them like what no 
I think it needs a solid defining message um, that is present in a lot of the plays I've seen that and it's just not present in this some other reviewer uh, funnily wrote um, that he's written so many great great plays and this was his first comedy and this was a major step back for him and I would agree I don't know the other stories but the he seems like a very reputable playwright and he this one it didn't do the acting is really what saved this I think but other than that I think the story was a little cheap um it was predictable um oh it ended up being the dog's fault that the mother died because the that drag queen i was talking about that pushed over the speakers um he was bending down to pay, to pet the dog because they had like condolences letters at the end and um they had condolences letters yeah uh and the drag queen was actually one of the people that wrote them a letter saying i am so sorry I was trying to pet the dog. The dog was cute. And then Hamilton just gets even more mad at the dog because he's the one that quote-unquote killed their mother. Okay, um, I think that concludes the review of the play. For the rest of the podcast, for the remaining 5-10 minutes, I want to talk about a little bit of what I'm going through in life at the moment. Um, nothing too, nothing too bad. Uh, right now, I'm just the majority of my stress and challenges is coming from just how much busy work I'm getting from school right now. <coughs> oh, excuse me. As some of you may know, if you follow my YouTube channel, I um I am in a short film class. And that's taking up a lot of work. We were writing shot lists and storyboards and stories and stuff and filming and editing. It's a lot of work. English, I'm also in an English class. That's also a lot of work. Essays and short assignments and studying for tests. We're learning history in that class. Um, Literature throughout history is getting a lot of jumbled up. And then what's my other class? Math. Mathematics. Um, forever I've been good at math and I come to high school and now I'm taking these college level classes and they're difficult. I'm, I'm getting through, I, I have an A, but it's so much more difficult to keep that than it has ever been before. I'm getting a lot more confused. There's a lot more homework. I'm getting less sleep. And in addition, I'm not doing so well YouTube wise. Um, the numbers are great. I mean... But I want to be uploading so much more than I am right now. And I'm not able to because of everything that's going on at school. But that's just my personal rant. Uh, What about Brayden? How is Brayden doing? Brayden usually joins me in these podcasts. But he's unavailable. He's going. uh, He's at at the basketball game. And tomorrow he's also unavailable. Yesterday he was unavailable. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, The two of us want to apply for jobs. I went and applied for one. Uh, He is applying to uh, a food place, I think. I'm not too sure. But the two of us, we're busy. We're strolling through life. We're going so much further into photography. We're starting to get a few paid shoots, paid photo shoots here and there. And uh, we're, we're making progress in life. I think I'm very glad that we started this career 
at our age of wanting to become a photographer and videographer um, rather than starting in our 20s because this is hard getting clients getting photo shoots getting people to actually show up when you want them to it is difficult I am glad that we we're not doing this and having to support a family at the same time if this was in our 30s I, I'm sure that that would be the case and the start of anything is hard um, it's challenging but we're pushing through we're asking people we're doing a lot of work for free and some for uh, some we're doing for pay, uh, for pay um, and I think to conclude this podcast uh, I even I said that everything I think needs a lesson and a message that they can take home with them and I think my message for you is to go out and see something um go see a play go see a show that's actually the the name of what vince does he goes and reviews plays and stuff and he calls it go see a show i think that people should really go out and support the arts a little more um you can see it declining all throughout you never I, i've never seen anybody or once I have somebody our age at a theater and they were obviously with their parents. Nobody comes, nobody young comes to these anymore. So I think supporting the arts and the theater is a great message. I think that people should just go out and see stuff instead of relying on their little tiny phone screens to watch whatever they want to watch. I think people should go outside and go to a movie theater and watch a movie rather than on their phone go to go see a play i think that's it this is uh me abdulaziz from fort collins colorado and uh this is hosted by me and i'm over here saying goodbye to you all thank you for listening to me ramble on about this play for a long time it was it was a decent play, but I j- it just lacked a story. Or I mean, obviously it had a story. It just lacked a, a major theme for the story. Thank you for listening. This is Abdulaziz from the Digital Arts Nerds. I keep forgetting the wording of our title. I need to actually, I need to actually like look it up or something. It's our title. But anyway, I want to thank you for listening to this. Uh, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>